This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. With me is Kyle. He's our uh, media manager here at Silver Screen Insider, and he is our in-house Marvel cinephile. Hello. Also, a, that sounds like something you have to search for on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Marvel cinephile. <laughs> also joining me is Ken. He is a film buyer and he is our action movies aficionado. <laughs> His icons are Sylvester Stallone and... Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah, Chuck Norris. I was going to say, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Arnold. It's just all the Arnold. Jean-Claude Van Damme is your spirit guide. The... The golden age of action films from uh, yeah. 1980 to uh, 1994. And then I'll throw John Wick in there as and well. And then John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Cody. I'm a film buyer. And I have watched, not to brag, 17 out of the one, top 100 AFI, top 100 movies list. So there. Ooh. 17 people. <laughs> 18 after this past week. 18, hopefully after this week. Nice. So, yeah. I was just saying, that's a lot more than I... Thought it, well, it was gonna be so the, because it was twelve, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting there's ones like Indiana Jones and Star Wars, like the ones that yeah, you know, but they're still classics, though. They are. They're really good. We'll talk about what I saw this <laughs> last week to add to my list, and I will as well. Yeah, because I kept my promise. Because we're adding a new segment to our podcast, so we do Cody's Classic Corner, where I get tortured with old movies that I have no interest in tortured seeing. or taught, enlightened, taught, enlightened, enlightened. <laughs> Better know, word, just whatever you want to call it. But now <laughs> Kyle is getting in on it, and he, I'm being tortured. He is getting <laughs> tortured with family movies and like heartfelt stuff that mama bears want their baby bears to see yeah cody's working title for this is kyle's sweet and happy corner we'll we'll talk about that later that's what we put on our notes i swear i don't have a heart of or i i swear i'm not like cold-hearted or nothing but after seeing the movie that i had to watch i felt neither sweetened nor happy (laughs) i'm sorry to say and uh what are we gonna torture ken with there yeah, was... I think um, action movies from like uh, 1982 yeah. to 1994. You know, <laughs> I I think that seems like a sweet spot for right for torture. For What's torture. your title again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> action. I, I missed that. I missed that part. I, I blocked it out. So yeah, I think that's a sweet spot. I'm going to start with uh, Predator next week. I think Predator. that's a good spot to uh, gonna... start. the 2018 one, right? 2017 one. Whatever the new one was. Ooh, we should make you watch all the remakes of all the ones you love. <laughs> Total Recall with Colin Farrell. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not your worst idea. No. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Predators with Adrian Brody. <laughs> there, it was a time, folks. It was a time. <laughs> so, um, on this episode, we're going to talk about the Tenet trailer. That just debuted on Fortnite. Yes. Nolan for, loves Fortnite. For all you gamers out there, <laughs> kind of sneak peek of that new Tenet trailer. Um, this, or also on SilverScreenInsider.com. Yes. yes it, it, for it, the normal people. It's on SilverScreenInsider. <laughs> for everyone else. If you're not a teenage boy, it's on SilverScreenInsider.com. <laughs> um, then we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut happening. What? 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 I'm liking this episode. Two for yeah. two. 
Speaking uh, my language. A little mention about Tom Hanks's Greyhound. Finally, I'm so excited. Well, so, hold your horses. Yeah, hold your horses, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to talk about um, some booking strategies. You know, theaters are starting to reopen across the country, and unfortunately, there's no new products, so we're all playing repertory. What does that mean? What are we? What are we going to do with all this? What's happening out there with it? How many times can you play Back to the Future? Come on. Not enough times. Not enough times. Um, and then to coincide with that is, you know, this boom in, for some reason, people are remembering that drive-in movies exist and that drive-ins <laughs> are a thing. And now that they can't get out of their cars because of the virus, they're like, what do we do? So drive-in movies are making a comeback. Um and then we just want to talk quickly about some, you know, as theaters reopen, some operation things to keep in mind in the time of COVID-19. We'll get to Kyle's sweet and happy corner. Working <laughs> my, title. My <laughs> classic corner. <laughs> when you say it like that, I don't and, think that's a good sounding title. <laughs> and then we're going to wrap things up. So let's get started with that Fortnite Tenet trailer. What did you guys think? Well, I was nervous at first because I don't have Fortnite. And when I heard at first that it was going to be exclusively premiering on Fortnite, i was nervous i had to like sign up somehow luckily it was on youtube after that though and now it's on silver screen insider but i'm so happy to see this trailer I, and i think that's it, a small part of it is because like you know there's not many movies coming out uh we're wanting to go back to the theaters of course but this just reminds me of why i enjoy watching movies at the theater so much it's because of movies such as this the ones that nolan makes and i don't think he's gonna disappoint and I'm really excited to see what he has on the table. I still don't know what's yeah. happening, but I'm all in anyway. I have no idea what. I'm like reverse time. Time happens and then you go back. I Inversion just, of time. Yeah, I'm just so confused already, but I, I need a new movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with it. Not my usual cup of tea. What do you think, Ken? It was awesome. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's... A smart action thriller. It has what's his face from Twilight in it. I know he's a good actor, but I know, he is a great saying, actor. You kept saying Cody Robert Pattinson's in the trailer. They showed and I'm so like, much Pattinson. I love it. That's what he kept saying. At least they. At least they. I was like, they showed there. him. They, they I don't know him, if it was a good. They put him in there, and he wasn't in a call. Great. He wasn't in a rubber bat suit, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's gonna be awesome. You guys wait. Watch Good Time. No, well, hopefully Twilight will like it. I, I said this was... Oh, they'll love it. This was going to be come back. a big thing. This was going to kick off theaters. Mm -hmm. And John David Washington looks like a badass in it. He looks he so looks good. Like I was actually... I was like, give Robert Pattinson off the screen. I want more of this guy. I watched all the seasons of Ballers, which he is a star of, to see exactly what he brings to the table. And he plays a, a disillusioned NFL player, wide receiver, who lives on the edge and all these things. And I'm like, let's see if he can do something different. Mm -hmm. You don't know if he's got that kind of range, and it's going to be awesome. He's going to blow this out of the park. He's going to, by this time... Next year, two years from now, he may surpass his dad as far as... Whoa. Ooh, hot take. That is a very big hot take. <laughs> Fireball. Well, I only have seen him in Black Klansman, but he was terrific in that. I haven't seen Ballers, but yeah. I've heard good things. I've seen neither. So <laughs> I've seen neither. I've seen him Shock in the... <laughs> Shocking take of the day. Cody's never seen it. I've seen him in this trailer, and I'm mesmerized, so... I'm excited for him. I was not as excited for Robert Pattinson. I 
Which is good because he's not the main guy. So you want to be excited about the main guy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. He didn't have vampire fangs, Cody, so. <laughs> he's not sparkly He's enough. not sparkly enough for me anymore. <laughs> I do hope that Tenet uh, is a really good launching point for some normalcy for theaters to come yeah. back to. I'm really hoping that this trailer sold people on, if if they're comfortable with it, taking a chance and going to it's see this. It's just tough because you still don't know what's going on. It is confusing. Yeah. And that's a hard part about marketing Christopher Nolan outside of Batman films because you're like, it's Batman. But these films are cerebral and it is hard to market and you are confused in the trailer. So that they was, still hook you. That was you the same way with everything, though, with Inception, right. with Memento. You had no idea. Interstellar. What was Interstellar. You didn't know what it was going to be. You had a general idea that it yeah. was a that it's a cop movie, that it's a, a thriller. But you don't know anything beyond that. And this I'm felt, here for it. This <laughs> felt like a crazy cerebral Mission Impossible film or James Bond film. I it's like that. an agent yeah. that has to save the world by themselves secretly covertly mm-hmm. i'm just waiting for ken watanabe to show up i'm very excited for him <laughs> true you know you know nolan wants to bring him back <laughs> he's there somewhere hiding in the yeah. shadows i mean if michael kane is in another one of his movies you know ken watanabe is showing up too <laughs> michael kane <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's really fun and then I was really excited to find out that the Snyder cut of Justice League. I would, you know, I've, as we talk about these repertory titles, I'm like, uh, Warner Brothers has a DC combo, and we'll get into that later in our discussion. But they have Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Shazam, and I'm like, ooh, you know, Justice League, like that. What a what a spot to be able to put that in. They didn't, yeah. but at least we're getting it. Our theaters are getting. The Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be six hours long. Uh, Ken, Ken, I'm sorry, Ken. but it's only going to HBO Max. It's not going to it's theaters. It's streaming only. Uh. <laughs> Why do they do this to us? Get us so, all excited. We finally got, uh, hopefully, what would be a much better Justice League. And you're not even going to get to enjoy it in the theater. Well, I think part of it is because apparently this cut is going to be four hours long. And I don't four think to six hours yeah. or it maybe even longer. <laughs> yeah. So they probably don't even want to split into two parts. They just want to get this thing out, have everyone calm down about the Snyder cut and then move on. Um, personally, as a fanboy and all this stuff, like I'm here for it. I'm excited. I'm glad that this uh, Zack Snyder is able to possibly show his movie as much as he can. But I do agree. I would have liked to have seen it in the theater, but I think for fanboys, this is still a, a good win. It's just crazy like is joss whedon just being run like thrown under the bus big time of this is is uh, he like being kicked out like not no, ex- we don't really want you anymore not exactly i just think he got dealt the wrong cards he had a really yeah. tough position to step in and follow uh studios vision of the movie over what snyder was wanting so i don't think they're exactly like kicking whedon to the curb i think whedon just kind of wants to do his own thing for a while anyway but yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not. Maybe there's something else I'm missing there. I don't know. After Scoob, I have HBO maximum frustration on this. Do you have some <laughs> other good news? Something else, maybe? No, I'm sorry. I thought we were gonna get a update on Greyhound. You know, we got we had a release date, right? Because Tom Hanks well, survived COVID nineteen, and he is the man. So, but, but we got a release date, right? A release date for it premiering on Apple TV Plus. Sony sold Greyhound, which to me looked like the best movie of their upcoming slate (laughs) to Apple. In their defense, they had to push back Peter Rabbit 2. Right. 
That is <laughs> in their defense. Um, but I was just, I'm not only disappointed, but if you're going to sell it to a streamer, at least sell it to a streamer that I can actually watch. Like who has Apple, you know, who wants to watch it on Apple? There's TV? streaming service. I don't know many people that even have Apple products are using Apple TV. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what a throwaway in my opinion. Well, I'm sure Sony got a good sum of money oh. for it. Oh yeah, they so made out. It's not necessarily a throwaway for them, yeah. but it's yeah. so not for good Tom for Hanks. theaters. Can you imagine a film company not going to multiple outlets? They're like, oh no, Apple made us an offer. There was an Amazon Apple throwdown, yeah. and Apple's like, oh yeah, what's what's the number? One hundred million dollars for a Tom Hanks movie? Something crazy. Who knows what the number was, but something ridiculous. And now no one's going to see it. Now no. One. I don't even know how to see it. Right. Even if I really wanted to, I wouldn't know because I don't have. Apple streaming products. Like I don't have any of that. So yeah, I was curious on if Apple would try to put this in theaters somehow. Cause I believe they're wanting to go in the similar route that Amazon does when it comes to releasing mm-hmm. some stuff theatrically. I don't know if they can yet. It might be too soon, but if they did it that way, I wouldn't be against it. Right. If they follow the Amazon method. That's right. Fine, if they but... got like a 30 day theatrical exclusive window. That would be awesome. And then I go see it. The, but the banker they did two weeks on, which was fine. Like something. Right. Something for the theater, something to get your product out there. And then have an Apple TV trailer that plays with it. Mm-hmm. Have something else with it. But just to eliminate it completely is is the wrong thing to do, especially with right. Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks isn't a streaming Like actor. I said, he survived COVID-19. He is superhuman, and everybody wants to hear what he has to he say now. He survived COVID-19, AIDS twice, Somali pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Being alone He's... on an island, found his way back. And... Yeah, there, he did. There, there were sharks on the raft. He's he's a miracle. Yeah. He's he... an American hero. And he you came did back him from dirty. The moon. Okay. <laughs> he landed that plane with all those people in it. Yeah. He's such an amazing man. <laughs> he really is. He survived a volcano. Granted, all this stuff that he does is acting, right. but he's still amazing. <laughs> no, these are the documentaries. I was under these the are facts. facts. He did all this Kyle. stuff. Yeah, I was under the Just under different names. Everything in films was true and factual. Yeah. <laughs> Even the biographies still aren't fully true. I'm still looking for <laughs> trolls out in my yard. <laughs> Spewing out rainbow colors and music. <laughs> kids would love that (laughs) yeah i'm sure (laughs) um so yeah speaking of tom hanks that we just listed so many good movies that he's been in wouldn't you want to see him in your theater well yes yes Yes. i would yes this this is why i'm in charge of the uh transitions (laughs) (laughs) now that i think about i think eric did the transitions a lot for us (laughs) he did (laughs) <laughs> but anyway tom but hanks go on i'm thinking tom hanks series apollo 13 and i can't remember the other names <laughs> off the top of my head what but i know about i'm just thinking booking strategy wise like what do i want to see in the theater i think a whole series dedicated to tom hanks would be good oh i see what you mean oh yeah, yeah. for sure so what are you going to play when you reopen what's going to get people yeah. in tom hanks and a whole bunch we, of these other combo like drives for the other There point. we yeah. go. There's yeah. the transition. Okay. <laughs> so right now. Lead us um, by the nose. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a little off. This is the Friday before Memorial Weekend. We, I'm of ready course. to get out of here. All right. So um, right now there are four companies that have these 
combo drives. Um, Lionsgate has a few. Universal has tons. Warner Brothers has um, tons. tons, but they're <laughs> they're not available all at once yet. And then um, Paramount has them. Sony is working on theirs, and we're, we're hearing inklings that Disney might have something in the future. But basically, um, they've come and they've kind of done these prearranged combo drives um, with similar films and stuff on them. They all are a little different. And um, and basically, this is what's available to book for theaters opening right now if you don't pick something that came, that premiered in theaters before March 13th, 2020. So anything previous to March 13th is still available. And then you have these combo drives. And, um, and at first I was like, oh great, combo drives. Cause the more you book in a combo drive, the cheaper the terms get, which has been awesome for some people. But this is all, all the films in the drives are kind of the low hanging fruit. It's like, think all your Harry Potters, your Lord of the Rings, you know, your 80s action movies. And so you know, you're booking these, but you're booking them and like, all, I've, I've started booking them in all these locations and I'm realizing like everybody's playing the same thing. And so I think if you're a theater owner and you're in an area where you're not necessarily competitive, or, but you're close to other theaters, say you're, you're a small fourplex and then 20 miles away is a big, you know, 10 plex. If it's open, it's playing these same films that you're trying to play with your open. So I've been finding that I've really had to look to see what is playing around our theaters and trying to pick things not that they're not doing. And that might mean missing out on some of the cheaper terms on the drives. But I mean, how many theaters can realistically play Harry Potter in the same in the same area and still expect everybody to come? So I've had a lot of thoughts now about trying to um, juggle the the cheaper terms and what is value what the value savings there with trying to be different and unique and find something that not only the theater can you know really market themselves to come in and um, get excited about but that other people might get excited about yeah I think yeah I think by having like them be events for like older titles and I'm not yeah. meaning like super old titles because there's like quite a bit still but I'm thinking oh of more gosh. like 70s 80s type movies maybe 90s as well in like the quote-unquote older range those could yeah. be good for events but um i don't think they're going to be what theaters are initially thinking of playing like uh at the same time on different right. days they're going to be thinking of more recent titles where maybe you want them to be events but maybe also try and see if you can play older titles on I just think you it, know yeah. same time same day just to be a little bit different i think the theater has to really market these films and get excited mm -hmm. and really engage on social media you know it, it is one thing to be able to book them but maybe have your social media followers pick some films say you know do some some polls and find out what people really want because yeah. and maybe even go like crazy outside the box maybe there's movies out there that you don't know you want until somebody brings it up and you're like, oh yeah, that would be fun in a in a theater. So yeah. I really want to encourage everybody to think outside the box on this and not it maybe not worry so much what's in these combo drives. No, according to Comscore, Jurassic Park was like the number three movie last week. Yeah. 
Jurassic Park 1993. Well, I booked <laughs> so many of those, so yeah. I'm not surprised. That yeah. is a drive. You can get all the Jurassic Parks, um, the three original ones plus the two lost um, Jurassic World movies, mm-hmm. all on a drive. So I've done that. I've booked those. I've booked Harry Potter's all on drives. I've even done all the Indiana Jones movies. And I reluctantly will book the fourth Indiana Jones movie and they can all come on a single drive for you. So that's been... There wasn't a fourth Indiana Jones movie. They didn't make a fourth one, did they, Kyle? They certainly should not have. Right. (laughs) And I certainly don't even offer it up unless somebody asks for it. Then I just click the button and I don't think about it. Right. No, I, 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 I don't even put like the like Indiana Jones four. I don't even want to put Kingdom of Crystal Skull because it's just so. Don't make me think about horrible. it. Don't make me think about it. Yeah. So yeah, there's um there's drives for all that. There's you know Universal's got a great John Hughes drive that has like yeah. weird science and Pretty in Pink and um a couple other well known ones on it. I mean the Breakfast Hor- Club, which is yeah. the number one of all those yeah. movies you just named. Really? That's not the one that always comes to my head. Really? Yes, that's the one. What's the first one for you? Uh, Pretty in Pink and then probably, but that's not my favorite. That's just the one that comes. Yeah. I really love weird science. (laughs) Of course you would. (laughs) But I mean, even that one, like people maybe wouldn't think of it as a movie to go see in a theater, but then when they see the title and think about more, maybe they'll be like, you know, it's not one I haven't seen, but I do like John Hughes. I want to see Why who not? doesn't Let's love a young Robert Downey Jr. though. Yeah. <laughs> Again, different. Very exciting. <laughs> different time. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. But no, there's like so many. If you kind of look deeper, you can think of maybe doing yeah. something with them. Like, I mean, I was looking through the list of some. I saw like old Mad Max movies that I would love to see in a theater. I would love to see old um horror classics that universal has as well i believe there's yeah i think there's a way to make that work yeah now i might enjoy these classic movies more if i could go to the theater and see them maybe now mm. now is the time <laughs> maybe not because i can't fast forward now is the time to get <laughs> as creative as possible with right. your booking strategy not necessarily a number of films or variety of oh, films yeah. no but you don't need to load up you need to yeah. nail what you're going to do right. you need to promote it if your staff is back and they're not working right guess what you're tweeting the yep. entire time you're, I'm you're gonna... making TikTok videos about yep. the movies. You're doing stuff to engage your customers on social media. For once, you're going to encourage your employees to be on their phones. Be on their phones. <laughs> yeah. Market for me. Market. Market. Go promote. Free marketing. Come on. <laughs> no, I just, um, yeah, I, I think you need to not only get creative, but what I f- did find as we were starting to open up a few clients just went, I think it's from being pent up and being closed, but they just went crazy with mm-hmm. their bookings. Yeah. And, loaded up thinking they needed multiple show times a day and different movies and trying to appeal to everybody. And I don't think that that's been the best strategy. It just, it's costly. You, you're splitting up and you're only going to get a few people at each show time because a lot of people are also opening up under capacity restrictions. So you, you know, you're not getting a hundred seats, you're getting 50 or less sometimes on these because of the social distancing requirements. So you know, you really only need to appeal to a few people, but make it like an event. Make it something that, you know, you can maybe keep for a showtime or keep for a whole week because you really do got to juggle the cost of operation, the cost of the booking with the reality of that these are old films that people have been watching at home. So 
get them out of their homes. You got to make it fun for them. You got to make it more of an event. And this will also be a learning experience for your theater to know how to, you know, sanitize a bit more, learn how yep. to adjust to different situations at this time we're living in before, you know, big movies like Tenet, A Quiet Place, SpongeBob come oh, out. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're probably not going to load up on audiences all that much but at least it will still be that learning experience to, pre to prepare you for the unknown oh definitely this is like a good practice runs for yeah. those no this is getting people in trying it out getting right. comfortable with it if you open up like we've said the entire time if you wait for tenant you open up nobody's going to show up because nobody has been in the right, theater gotta, gotten used to it seen it yeah. on social media seeing these things out there if it's if it's five you know what? Next week it's going to be ten people. Week after that it's going to be a hundred people. Right. You're well, or grow your audience. Even if it's again. only say fifty people a week, but that's fifty people that you can market tenant to mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Like it's about behavior. It's about encouraging the good behavior of coming to the theater. It's about discouraging streaming behavior and just getting people in that repetitive, you know, coming back to the theater for things. Um, people need that and. And good customers kind of need to be retrained now to come back to the theater. And you need to be positive, encouraging. And at every time they step foot into your theater is a new opportunity to advertise the new movies coming down the line. Yeah, theaters have always been there. They're the, you know, the, the sensible girl next door. And now it's time to put on <laughs> your high heels and hike up that skirt and get out there. Yeah, get out there, theaters. <laughs> Wow, that was a really good analogy. I was wondering where that was going at first, but that's, I was like, that that works. That's all I do. <laughs> Just analogies get expert. Canalogies. Canalogies. Trademarked. Um so speaking of some operation things, I there have been several um webinars uh put on by you know NATO, which is the uh, industry trade organization for movie theater owners, not you know, a security worldwide security organization, <laughs> but the National Association Association ugh, of Theater Owners. Easy for me to say. Anyways, they put on some webinars, and you know, we've been like listening in on them and getting tidbits here and there. But there were just a few things out of this last webinar that I wanted to highlight that I thought were just kind of interesting and really good practices that I thought people, theater owners, should really think about. Um, one is this idea of now that we're sanitizing everything, do you accept cash? I know that a lot of small theater, um, a lot of small theaters didn't want, yeah, didn't want to pay credit card fees. And so they have been still cash only businesses. It's one of the few cash only businesses, but moving forward, you may, people, that's always been kind of in decline because people don't carry cash on them very much anymore. Um, but you may maybe want to rethink that if you want to stay a cash only business, um, one option could be is instead of giving change back or, um, you could give gift cards back. So have whole dollar amounts, no cents, and then give gift cards back. So if somebody gives you a 20, you give them a gift card and then they run the gift card through the machine to pay for the meal and the concessions and the tickets and stuff. So gift cards are might be a way to um, get around the whole handling money and change. Um, another option is this idea that, you know, 
as part of the transition that theaters had been doing to upgrade their facilities, you know, to go with like the premium seating and the luxury seating was this idea of uh, high end concessions. And, um, a lot of theaters converted to the Coke freestyle machines. So it was like a serve your own system at the concession stand. And that might be going away now, you know, um, for cleanliness purposes and stuff, you might have somebody man those freestyle machines. And so they go and they buy, they buy the ticket at the concession stand they get a ticket back and then they give it to somebody who mans a servicing of those machines and you hand them the ticket and then they get what you want so it's only one person one gloved clean employee giving people drinks from those freestyle machines it might be going back to this old system of service and and that's what I want people to kind of keep in mind is this idea of how we can protect people, protect our, with safety measures, cleanliness measures, but offer our customers a level of service that they cannot get at home. And turn our industry back into what it was, which was the pinnacle of entertainment. It was. I mean, you, a night out at the movies was you, you went, you dressed up, it was usher you into your seat. Uh, You could bring ushering back, you know, people to keep you from milling in the lobby or sitting too long in the auditorium. Somebody can come usher you into the auditorium, usher you out. You're going to have to think about your entries and exits. No longer can people really enter the theater while people are exiting at the same time and cross paths. So ushering will be a great way for you to have employees there have tasks, but, but crowd control direct people. Um, Kyle, you've been practicing your, uh, arm stretching technique for taking your best gal out to the theaters yeah. and then you <laughs> stretch it way up and then just see, test the water see if you can bring it over uh, high school uh, <laughs> so, never worked yeah, and you, know, you know what's great with ushers is part of their uniform is they were gloved so yeah. i mean it's not like people would be weirded out by seeing a gloved usher taking you to your seat they might be weirded out by an usher taking them to their seat yeah but not one with but i think that that customer service is what's going to help bring revitalize and bring back theaters it's going to be that event that feeling that experience that people are looking for and so i think when you're thinking about these um cleanliness and social distancing practices and safety and all that i think you can turn what are burdensome practices can be into something super positive super customer orientated and um and just really increase that service and that experience um another thing you can do is you know you're gonna when you open up and into the future because COVID-19 is not going to just go away overnight. So that these practices may be in place for months on end Yeah, is you could create pre-show, you know, safety videos or, or, you know, anyway, um, what am I trying to say? Like uh, procedure videos. There we go. But yeah, show your customers what you're doing to sanitize, to keep them safe, to keep your but employees safe. But also what your expectation of their behavior is. You know, we get a little bit of that with your please turn off your cell phones now, visit the concession stand. But they can be more and they can be elaborate. They can be re- reminders to say six feet away. They can, you know, um, be reminders to wash hands. Masks but, and gloves available at the desk. Yeah. If you need it, if you need assistance, please, you know, 
always make sure that right. they're in good hands. The customers right. are. Be like maybe. Anyways, I, I, I'm kind of a loss for words of what you could do with these videos. But I think having a pre-show video that shows what the procedure should be on the part of your staff and the part of the patron is super helpful. Or at least have signs throughout your hallways maybe right. indicating about what type of procedures they would like uh, their customers to mm-hmm. perform. Yeah, this next bullet point was my favorite from the whole webinar. <laughs> I put lobby music and energy is our last bullet point <laughs> because you have less people in your lobby. It's going to be like eerily quiet unless you turn up that lobby music and you get some energy in there. Unsta, 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 unsta. <laughs> I was thinking... Get that TikTok music in there. <laughs> instead of music, though, you play trailers. Just play trailers. Maybe play them a little louder. Look at the digital signage and maybe... T- not, Now's the time to upgrade so you can have trailers playing in the lobby. So it just feels like something's going on when you're in there. Unsta, 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 People unsta, may unsta. like that more, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, before just sitting down and waiting for trailers to start, like you can just have um, trailers going on and people can watch them or they can right. just talk like they normally would during a trailer anyway and still yeah. be able to watch at the same time. And, you know, it will speed up the process of having people go in and out and, uh, right. Would also give you more of a break in between show times mm-hmm. to do your sanitation, cleaning, and whatnot. So I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Right. You know what's a great idea? What? Drive-ins. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. Drive-ins. No, there's been a lot of articles in um, in 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 magazines and stuff talking about how like the comeback and of the, the drive in a, a magazine what's that i know and the <laughs> internet <Margaret Thatcher>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the online trades talking about the like comeback of the drive in but i was kind of a little surprised by that not because um it, you know drive ins aren't a great thing right now but i think what what they're really getting at is the idea of these pop-up drive-ins because one drive-ins have always been around and two they've actually been gaining in popularity in the last several years and all COVID-19 has done is is sped up that process yeah they definitely got a boost yeah but they've been super popular they've been remaking themselves with high-end concessions and you know the technology has has been great for drive-ins you can get an an app so it can play over the bluetooth speakers in your car you don't have to have the fm transmitters anymore i mean there's a lot of things a lot of technology things you can do with drive-ins that have been being done and drive-ins have been being built like crazy in the southern united states i they're making a real they've have been making a real comeback i think what you're seeing now is this like random pop-up like where somebody has a vacant parking lot and they're like i'm gonna put up a screen and make a drive-in that has been happening like crazy i've noticed on social media and i've talked to a couple of friends that notice this too is that people are posting about drive-ins a bit more they're saying like oh my gosh drive-ins we should go back to one it's perfect for this time why haven't we done this more and i'm like because y'all killed them yeah <laughs> you never went yeah, they it went. is a great idea you should go to them they're awesome but you should go to legitimate ones yeah I, i'm really worried that this idea that like oh my gosh drive-ins are great i should make a drive-in this anybody and everybody can make a drive-in because there are projectors now and pop-up screens that you can get for your backyard and they think they can just put it up in a parking lot and charge people to come to their yeah. come is just going to ruin the experience of it. And the Off the Break podcast and Server Screen Insider are advocates for 
theater owners and operators, right. legitimate theater owners and operators who pay all the fees, who do have done all the paperwork, who provide the experience. Yeah, who create, you know, bathroom facilities and concession facilities and are going to be there. They don't have to be there year round because a lot of the times weather doesn't allow you to be there year round, but are permanent fixed locations that plan on being drive-ins into perpetuity and there was this similar boom of drive-ins in the 1950s there was an asian flu pandemic that caused closures of theaters and pools um over the summer months when kids were out of school and the drive-in drive-ins exploded to almost 4,000 locations in the u.s in the 50s Mm -hmm. and then slowly went away and the ones that survived you know, are, are still big money making locations and still exist, but it's, it's become this phenomenon now when we've had a slow uptick in growth. Yeah. Including, uh, one that I saw that Yankee stadium is going to have a drive in <laughs> in a parking lot. See? I mean, some of those can be kind of cool and I don't think Yankee stadium is going to ruin the drive in experience. $100 a ticket. Oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, $100. Is it like going to be in its parking lot or yeah, is it gonna, inside the drive on you're not going to drive on the field. It's Yankee freaking stadium. I mean, that would I make just sense didn't know for if it was $100. a drive-in like where you stay in your car or if it's like come to Yankee Stadium for a movie. No. This is a drive-in in the parking lot of Yankee freaking stadium. What is the See, this is what I mean then. There's no experience with that like you just get to see I mean, the outside. It's a heck of a story. You get to see the outside of the stadium. That's it's... so boring. I would go to a movie in the stadium. That would I could pay a hundred dollars to maybe do you that. Would not pay $100. I would not do that. But I'm seeing or, that or sit experience. like on maybe sit on the field, sit on the grass, and watch that it somehow. I would pay a hundred dollars for if you got to sit on the grass and watch a movie in the middle of Yankee Stadium. That'd be cool, or any stadium, <laughs> stadium. Dodger Stadium. Oh. They, I mean, they awesome. do do movies in in arenas and stadiums during the summer. They do do these things, but this was mm-hmm. this is just this. Somebody got an idea. We're going to do a drive-in, just like everybody. Oh my else. gosh, we our office and is we're going to play inundated the with these with these calls of like, I got a screen and a home projector. I'm going to make a drive-in, and but there's also a lot of legitimate ones yeah. with real business people, and who that's are, been awesome. We're excited about this, if, right? If you feel so inclined that you want to start a drive-in, please contact a, f- a film buyer who can right. negotiate on your behalf and get you started in this process legitimately. Right. Fill out paperwork. Start Have an LLC to operate your company. Make it a real business endeavor. Because if you've watched a movie ever, there is a copyright notice at the beginning of that movie. That film yeah. content is owned by someone. Right. It may not be one of the major film companies, but it is owned and someone spent their time effort energy money creating that film and you're stealing it from them this Mm -hmm. is this is 2019 covid napster (laughs) is happening in a backyard near you (laughs) it is so yeah we're excited for the new drive-ins i think it's a it's great that that movie going and the experience is so entrenched in our culture that we're looking for ways to keep it going even with all of the talk of streaming and wanting videos day and date with theaters and I want to pay my 20 bucks and get my movie right away, people still want the experience of going out. And if they can't have it at a hard top indoor theater, they are looking for it in the old drive-in experience. And that just is 
I think is just so awesome and shows why our industry may contract, but it'll always survive. Did you just say hard top Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> what <is> <laughs> That's what they're called. Hard tops or drive-ins. Okay, get with the lingo. I know you're new at this, Ken. Get with the business lingo. Yeah. Even if it is old school. <laughs> it's old school lingo. <laughs> Real old school. R-E-E-L old school. <laughs> Speaking of old school, Cody, did you watch a movie for Cody's Classic Corner? This I week? did. Ooh. I watched Rear Window, which I kept saying was like Secret Window of Johnny Depp, and they are nothing alike. It so is not. <laughs> I apologize for all those references where I mistake them for being the same film. They're not. But Rear Window... Um, Alfred Hitchcock has what's James Stewart in it? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, but he goes by James Stewart on that. On the poster. On the poster. <laughs> yeah, he uh, is a photographer who has a accident while in the line of uh, duty doing his photography, and he is in this like cast where one leg is broken and his hips are broken. So the cast goes up to his belly button and down one whole leg. And he's basically confined to this wheelchair in this tiny little apartment. And he, all he does is look at, looks out his window. And, um, and then that's, this part's really cool about the movie. They obviously made a set. It's not real buildings or anything. It was created. And there's all these, uh, different, kind of families and people lives stories playing off on these different windows all surrounding this courtyard that he looks out into um but i'm always taken aback by the like naughty sexual scene at the beginning of a movie like he's looking off of this one girl and she's in obviously like in doing her hair not wearing a top but you only see her from behind and then she goes in the room and her top her bra top like falls off so she goes bends over and you get full butt shot i mean she's got undies on but still full butt looking down main street and then she pops back up puts her bra on and it's just like what what year was this made like i just have that bias that i think these movies should be pure what's what's wrong with the lingerie olympics happening over here she's always lingerie olympic like dancing around and then taking her top off to do her hair like that's happening in one house then there's like the kind of old lady that's by herself that just like sculpture and lays out in the sun and then there's yeah excuse me 50s not 60s 50s yeah yeah and then there's um this couple and they're and the lady is always in the bed and the husband's kind of big and tubby and white haired and he has to come back and he, he dotes on her and she you get the impression that she's not very nice and stuff and these are the the people that um he focuses on because all of a sudden the wife disappears and it looks like the husband's murdered her and so he basically has a view of everyone's right and everyone <laughs> has kind of a little different story there's a yeah. couple up top that puts a little puppy dog down in a basket to go use the facilities in the guy's um rose garden <laughs> facilities facilities yeah he pees on the petunias he does pee on the mm-hmm. on the roses the rose bushes but i am relieves himself on the roses yeah i'm always surprised by i've watched now two hitchcock movies in a row i watched vertigo and now rear window and um i can see why people study hitchcock because he definitely has a, a definitive style but I'm always surprised that like Jimmy Stewart is supposed to be this like 
hunky man, but he looks like he's in his 60s. And then he has this like (laughs) beautiful, elegant, blonde woman that is in love with him the, and the i don't know why definition of the hollywood bombshell yeah like what exactly she, what you think of. well She's, for female and male at the yeah, time but yeah. the, in vertico she, he had a beautiful blonde woman that was you know, i'm just like no no this would never happen he well, looks like it, her dad it may have happened in the 50s but oh, he looks like her dad and they're always dating the guy never wants to get married it's like oh no i'm com- i'm afraid of commitment yeah I'm like, oh, like I just don't like any of that. I just think it's dumb. It's <laughs> so dumb. I just I'm like I feel like Tell it's Hitch- really it's feel. Hitchcock trying to live out some weird fantasy. It's just gross. I uh, think if you go through a few of those movies at the time, that similar element always comes into play. Ugh. For sure. Or whatever. But this yeah. blonde, beautiful woman that has the whole city at the palm of her hand is in love with him. In a weird way, it was a played out trope at the time. It is. Totally played that out way. trope. You could view it that way. I'm going to have to to get through it if I have to stomach any more of these. The beginning of your description of the movie, though, like what the setup is and like how the movie kind of goes along, mm-hmm. like showing different uh, people in their personal lives yeah. is really why I like this movie so much and yeah. really why I wish there was more movies like this. I thought that it was came super clever. Theaters. Yeah, it's it's clever. It's intimate. Um, it's it showing, not telling. It's still a right. pretty good mystery. There's even... Um, thriller elements to it much more than i expected <laughs> my favorite part that i laughed so hard is when the the guy um they increasingly get intrusive into his life into the guy that they think um is the murderer yeah and she, the the his lady bombshell lady love breaks into his house to find the woman's wedding ring because she wouldn't have left without her wedding ring and so they think that's like the incriminating piece mm-hmm. And um, she gets caught by him, but the cops are coming. So she kind of escapes. But then he realizes that they've been watching. So he comes to confront um, James Stewart's character. And and they like have in these like obviously going to attack him. And then so he does. And then a, fi- a little fight ensues. But the guy's like an invalid because he's in this crazy mm-hmm. cast. And then the, the big guy tries to push him out the window. <laughs> I just love it. I think it's so funny. He's like hanging on for dear life. Yeah. And then he does fall and he breaks mm-hmm. both legs. And at the end of the movie, he's in a double cast. That, that, yeah, that is and hilarious. And his, bom- <laughs> his blonde bombshell is still with him. You have but. to you have to admit, though, her doing that stunt of actually going in t- and breaking into his house. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was, was actually a, a thing that I did not expect for I did not expect that either. Yeah. 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 I didn't expect all the like talk about love life and the naughty lady that does all the aerobics and gets with the with the handsome men but really she's pining for the little fat yeah <laughs> soldier guy it's great <laughs> i thought that might have redeemed her a little <laughs> so redeemed yeah. her in the privacy of her own home <laughs> i think i enjoyed rear window much more than vertigo like I think it, I would too, actually. I think the characters were a little bit better. Nobody was a horrid person. The, well, the characters and the scenery and the, yeah. the sweeping. It just was much better. I think I, I don't think it's just because it was in color, though, either. I think mm-hmm. I think um, it was just better in a lot of different ways. More my taste. Yeah, Vertigo is more of the popular movie, but I'm with you that when it comes to my personal taste and what I find more amusing for a story, it was definitely mm-hmm. rear window for me. There was more elements in it that yeah. were entertaining that, that hold up over time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I 
I say that one was a, a success then. Yeah, that was closest so. to a success yeah. that we've gotten. Nice. <laughs> I panicked, though, and only watched it late last night because I was like, oh, I've gone through the week. My whole grand plan was to watch It and Secret Window so I could be like, they're basically the same movie and talk about the differences, but I didn't get there. Well, Cody, <laughs> only uh, 82 more to go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> only 82. I That's will not make bad. it. I Although... It's going to be really horrible at the end when it's like Schindler's List and all Sophie's the Choice stuff. and all the ones I really just never want to see. <laughs> you can't get all the nice ones forever. No. Well, speaking of nice ones, here comes Kyle's sweet and happy. No, Kyle's cozy, comfy <laughs> corner. That sounds like cabin movies. Submitted by Cody. Yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of C's and K's. Get this all. Yeah. It's a working title. Okay, so this working one was a, this one was a panic pick from For last sure. week. For sure, it was a panic. Okay, okay. yeah. Let's, so, what's your next suggestion? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> what did you think of okay, the pacifier? It is one of the uh, kind of in the first vein of the big muscly guy becoming like no, the babysitter. It's a remake of the Hulk Hogan movie, I The know, Nanny. But- not the first it's not but it feels like in the early 2000s there was a shtick where big muscly guys did things with kids and they're still doing it today with john cena and and playing with fire so it was especially done in the early 2000s for sure but it's still a thing for big muscly guys that want to like a four-way into um comedy and family movies yes this was not (laughs) this was not that for vin diesel Okay, so what, Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> it was not that for Vin Diesel. Because <laughs> didn't Vin Diesel follow this up with like that Tooth Fairy movie, or is that that was The Rock? Never that mind. That might have been The Rock. It's I don't The know. Rock, I think. Okay, they all blend together after a while. This is how young I am. I remember <laughs> the trailers for this in between like Disney Channel and Cartoon Network or whatever. Yeah. And I remember even as a kid being like, "Why would I want to watch this?" Even uh, so. It's it's just funny to me that I have to go back and watch it now <laughs> with yeah. a much different lens and I don't I don't get it Cody. I don't It was I, a panic one. It's cute. I'm not saying it's great. It was just cute. No, it's, I, well, it we're going to get better picks as we go. If, I don't even took, know if it was cute to me though. It's the thing. If you took the entirety really. of human existence and said, "Tell me a movie that you would like me to watch." This was the You guys one put me on the spot. This, you put me on the spot last week. I, yeah, with our yeah. millions of listeners, you were frozen with fear and said, the pacifier. It was, only, it was like my mind went blank. It was crazy. We did see yeah. the blanking happen, that's I for sure. I cannot wait for next week's one. You could see one. through her eyes into the back of her head. It was... Right. Just, oh, God. <laughs> but no, like, the, even for a children's movie, there's always has to be, like, some kind of element to where... You know, something is cute or something is kind of imaginative about just, you know, so that way, like for a parent's eye and a kid's eye, they can see why this is entertaining. But it really, I didn't really find that here. I mean, there was attempts at it for sure to have, you know, the hard and the cute moments and this and that. But while watching it, I just never found it. Like, it just, there's a (laughs) reason why Vin Diesel went back to Fast and Furious after this. Because I think he realized that he didn't want to be in... Went, Something like this anymore. Wanted went, to go back. Went back to it a dozen more times. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I found my lane. I'm sticking in it. Well, yeah. he was in like the first Fast and Furious, and then went off to do other things, and then came back for like the fourth one, which was some years later. That's just what I mean by it. But yeah, there was how I didn't laugh, but there was one line 
I don't know if it was on purpose or accidental that really made me laugh. And it was... Um, we so, live life quarter mile at a time. I, yeah. Man, I wish he said some Fast and Furious <laughs> lines. But um, there's this moment where one of the kids that he's babysitting, they find out that not only has he dyed his hair blonde, but also he has like a Nazi arm strap. And at first... Yeah. I'm like, where is this movie going right now? Are they saying this kid's like a Nazi somehow? <laughs> but it turns out that he's uh, has a role in The Sound of Music. Yeah. And so when Vin Diesel finds out and talks to the kid about it, he says the line where he's like, I remember seeing The Sound of Music as a kid. There was something about none taking up the gown to be with a man in uniform that really stuck with me. <laughs> and I heard something along those yeah. lines and I lost it. He did not say that in a funny way. He yeah. said that in the most straight, narrow way possible. You, but I thought that line was so funny that I had to pause the movie just to stop laughing. The Brad it would have been... Garrett part where they are wrestling and he's like, was... Oh, he was, Brad uh, in the yeah. He was trying. That actor, I forget, what's his name it's again? It's Brad Garrett. Yeah, Brad Garrett. He, he was trying, but man, it just, does not work oh, like nothing none of the material just was funny. able to be funny for me <laughs> and okay. i like brad garrett a lot too but right. it, it just didn't work for this movie and i it wasn't his fault it was the same with everyone else's lines it just wasn't enough material yeah. to work All right, so cody. not sweet or happy cody what is it <laughs> i really really want him to watch watcher in the woods which is the scariest disney movie ever okay I am so excited about this. He's finally watching it. I thought The Black Cauldron was the scariest Disney movie. No, Watcher in the Woods. Watcher in the Woods? Is the scariest Disney movie ever. I'll try and watch it. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Good luck finding it. Maybe it's on VHS in every grandma's closet. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't go beyond that, Cody. Nobody's ever said that that movie out loud. Yeah, it is. It is the scariest one. It gave me nightmares as a child. I want... Kyle. But did people agree with you? The pacifier. I will find Kyle, out if you agree with me. The pacifier gave nightmares. Kyle nightmares. The pacifier yeah. may be the scariest Disney movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not Watch, the movie. Watcher in the Woods. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, and I'll review The Predator because that sounds like a great option to do. So, uh, okay. Well, 2017 is The Predator. Yeah. Yeah, the newest one. 1980s, <laughs> The Predator. Sounds great. No. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's it for this week with uh, Off the Break and Silver Screen Insider. Yes. Yes. What am I going to watch? We got to figure this out. Oh, are we choosing now? Are we going to choose for you? No, I like the surprise of <laughs> finding something that right. has. That I get surprised small. too every week because I, right. yeah, I don't hear what it is. Finding something that she can stomach. She literally. S- Sorted the list by runtime. I did. I sorted the <laughs> oh list by runtime so that I could get the smallest Not ones. Not every in. movie is slow and boring. I promise you. There's long movies that are entertaining. <laughs> I promise you. But I came to find out they're mostly all two hours. So, unless like every movie ever. <laughs> well, there's those three and four hour ones, like like the ben Snyder and, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, and Gone with the Wind, and yeah. I, I, wanted to avoid that trap <laughs> at least they won't scare you or at no. least i don't think they will and watching the woods is not on the list cody so <sighs> but i'll yeah. still watch it i'll Thank still you. try and watch and it. then i'm gonna come up with a new fun list and we can post it and see what other people want <laughs> you to watch too all right gain up yep we need a uh <laughs> a list for cody to approve to give to kyle of bad movies no one else has ever seen or cares about what no they're good <laughs> movies they're fun movies. They're movies I watch over again. Have you yeah. seen Grandma's Boy, by the way? 
Oh, with uh, Nick Swartzen? Yeah. No. <laughs> that might be on the list. I watched that movie so much in my early 20s. I have heard it's pretty funny. So, yeah, sure. Know. Why not? It's a call it college thing. That one might be it's a good a college one. Thing. It was a college thing for me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is going to be so fun. Maybe we should make Ken watch these, too. Kyle, signing off for this week for sure. Off the Break Podcast. I'll sign off for you, Ken. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, so as Ken was saying earlier, thank you for listening to the podcast. You can check it out on all podcast platforms as well as on silverscreeninsider.com where if you're a theater owner or a theater manager and you need uh, some new assets on upcoming or old titles, uh, we have them all available for yeah, you. Yeah, we actually got assets for um, Universal and Warner Brothers for their repertory products. So yeah. You need a poster. You can't order the poster, but you can definitely go print the poster off using the <laughs> raw, the high resolution files we have. Yeah, there's still a lot more coming. We barely scratched the surface, mm. so just keep checking back. Find some old titles yeah. that you may want to play, and sure enough, we'll probably have it. Kyle have a... has been diligently putting those in the it's, system it's, for you. It's been exhausting, but yeah. it's happening. You'll it's see a... them. And if you have a grandma or an elderly neighbor, you can go through their closet to find <laughs> Watcher in the Woods on VHS or Beta. Yeah. And you can someone, watch it along with Kyle. So if someone does have the VHS, please send it over to me and I have a can, VHS. T- um, do you really? Yeah. If I do you have, have, if you have oh. a VHS of Watching the Woods, send us a picture on Facebook and we'll add, give you a subscription for free for a year to Silver Screen Insider <laughs> for one account. Yeah. <laughs> First just, one in. Just to see if there is someone else out there. there so isn't. Cody's not alone. There isn't. I might watch that this weekend just so that we can talk about it so you can have a panic attack (laughs) it does still scare me the nightmares come back again (laughs) have a great long weekend everybody all right take it easy 